Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Kenny? Success listeners, Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode 341. I believe we're on 341, but irregardless of that, um, I want to jump into this episode because I've got to, a little bit to unpack and just something that's actually been on my heart and something I actually want to, uh, it's actually just been stirring and, you know, I think um, I'm going to be interviewed uh, next week on another podcast uh, regarding this topic. It's just I really won't be able to bring in the spiritual aspect or the spiritual journey with it. And so let me let me start off with the scripture verse and and then I want to jump in with uh, the conversation today. So in John chapter one, verse twelve, I'm gonna read from the Passion Translation. It says, But those who embrace him and took hold of his name. It says, those who are, it also has a footnote here, those who are putting faith in his name to laying hold of his name means to believe everything he represents and puts into practice what he taught in the power of his name. He gave, he gave authority to become the children of God. All right. So, kingdom success. I believe, I believe, Tyler McCart, that's me. Mm-hmm. I believe that I'm a child of the Most High God. And a lot of times I feel like sometimes we can take statements or take thoughts and just kind of breeze over them. You know, oh, it's just like, you know, normal. I've heard that before. Just kind of rush right over that. And I was having a conversation with my children uh, just the other day on the way to school about how big God really is. And because he's so big, it, it really does kind of, kind of make you stand in awe of who our God is, and really the amazing thing about it is he actually wants to be our father, which is amazing. He actually wants to be, you know, for us to call him Abba, which in the Jewish Jewish wording means daddy, a very personal, intimate phrase in the actual Jewish language, which is Abba. Same thing for me. I mean, when my daughter, just yesterday, she's my seven-year-old daughter, Taylor, says, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. That's a very endearing thing. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. And I'm just going to go ahead and give a little spoiler alert. This is all revolves around finances here in this world. 
right? So, again, we're children of the Most High God. That's what it says. If we've embraced and have taken on His name, then we're actually children of God, which has a huge weightiness to it. And to be in awe of just that, of thinking, all right, you know, dude, God, God, the creator of all things, all good things, heaven and earth, that he actually wants to personally dwell with each one of us personally wants to have an intimate relationship with us personally wants to live inside of us that that should be just such a mind you know boggling thing for us just to if i can use the word pontificate it's almost overwhelming i was actually reading in proverbs this morning in the Passion Translation, where it says that, you know, the first step of wisdom, the first place where wisdom begins is just in your allness, just in your mouth dropping, standing there with your mouth gaped open, oh my, oh my goodness, in awe of how awesome and how big our Heavenly Father truly is. And our Heavenly Father, guys, from my, the last, you know, here I am, 44 years young, our Heavenly Father takes a very, very keen interest in every minute detail of our lives. Every detail. To the point where He knows, says this in Scripture, you know, the, the number of hairs on your head. I don't even have any kind of concept about how many hair hairs are on my head. Uh, nor do I even have a concept of my own children. But God, and I love my children, but God has that much of a detailed interest in us. And that's just something just to kind of soak in or... Uh, what's that? I think that in some in some of the Psalms it says "Selah." All right, that means to in the in the Hebrew that means to pause and really pontificate, really think through that. Now, with that being said, with that being said, I want you to also think about. If he's interested in that much detail of you, he is that much in, interested in your finances. Because I know that people don't like talking about this. I know people don't like hearing about this. But you, if you live in this world and you're going to move about in this world, finances have to come into play because it's it's just a I mean it's it's a pretty important aspect of actually doing anything in this world 
And God is very keen on that. He's not like, you know, oh, yeah, hey, that's one of the, you know, things off to the side. You know, we'll get around to that. No. God actually has 20, I believe it's 22, 2,200. That's 2,200 approximately scripture verses about finances in the Bible. And a lot, I, I was never taught that growing up. And here, here's kind of where I go into my own testimony or my own story of where things are at. So, you know, as you guys know, I, I got saved at age nine. Um, great church, taught, uh, taught the Bible, water baptized, became one of those fired up little Christians uh, growing up, loved the Lord, was, was all just all, all about, you know, what God was about. Again, you know, I had my setbacks. I had the things I had to overcome you know, as far as temptations and sin and things of that nature. So I wasn't perfect, but I never, I was always, you know, had a fervent zeal for the Lord. And in that zeal for the Lord, in that zeal for the Lord, I stepped out and began to actually listen to the Lord. You know, I remember reading a devotion and I was actually just reminded of this, uh, just the other day after I was reading a book, but I was, I remember reading in Oswald Chambers, my utmost for his highest, where he talks about in there that we should have an expectation or have a, a desire of speak to me, Lord. And so at the age of 16, 17 years old, somewhere in there, I remember where that I was actually asking the Lord or having the Lord say, speak to me, Lord, and where the Holy Spirit and I began to have conversation. Now, again, at this time, I wasn't paying for my own stuff. I had parents, praise God, that were, uh, you know, business owners of themselves. They uh, managed their money. They didn't overspend. They weren't, you know, they didn't believe in debt. You know, my parents really did a great job of providing for for me. We weren't mega wealthy. We weren't, we definitely were not, you know, we definitely weren't poor. You know, I'd say, you know, if you had to look at, you look at us, you know, we were definitely on the upper middle class, right? Probably some people say you were rich, you know, maybe, I, maybe we were. But here we were, here I was, a Christian fired up little Jose, fired up me about Jesus. And I was taught how to be a good kid. I was taught to love the Lord. But there was never anything about how God was going to work with me in my finances or how God was going to work with me in my day-to-day where the majority, when I stepped out of the you know church walls on Sunday, that there were more days that I was outside of church than I was inside of church. Yet, you know, the good person aspect of church, of telling me, you know, I need to be a good person, telling me I needed to, 
um, love, love others, telling me that um, I didn't need to cuss, just all these different things, telling me, you know, what baptism meant or what all these different things it taught me. But it, you know, as far as how to get a job or what is a job or that that I'm actually blessed, right? Or that God's got a plan for my life of prosperity, of of goodness, of of wholeness, of all these things. God's got all that. And here I am not being taught any of that, but you know, still living those six days out there in the world and a lot of times getting my brains beat in. I was never taught the authority of, of the believer. I was never taught how to use the name of Jesus properly. It was just these things I just wasn't taught. And so when I went to college, you know, I, I got a rude awakening. You know, I started to look, I started to kind of understand, you know, finances that you got to make money in order to pay for stuff. Uh, you actually need to go, you know, uh, take your efforts and work a little bit and sow seed in the name of, you know, working so that you actually can actually reap a harvest of, of money. Uh, you know, again, sowing and reaping whenever it was taught to me. And then I get into out of college where now mom and dad are not, <clears throat> you know, mom and dad never sat me down and said, all right, son, hey, we're cutting you off. We're done. You're going to pay for your own way now. Uh, we're not, you know, sending you any more money at all. And you're on your own. We never had that conversation. I just assumed, I, I guess it was just me. I just kind of took it upon myself to say, okay, you know, I've got to make, I've got to go out and, you know, you know, create some income in order to pay bills. I've got, if I'm going to have a certain kind of lifestyle, I've got to do this. Well, along the way, along the way, I quickly, uh, when I was in college, I got introduced, introduced to this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that book has really forever changed my, my way of life. I mean, where I am today, God orchestrated my steps, had two gentlemen standing there at that books, bookstore in the business section, and I took a study break, and I walked my little self over, and those two guys had a decent conversation with me, and lo and behold, here I was. Uh, one of the guys said, hey, you know, if I had a book to recommend to you that could change your life, could I recommend it to you? And I said, well, sure, why not? By the way, Grace Grace, just passing by a piece of property that I really like. It's just beautiful. And so for me, I, I really desired to have, I, I read this book and nobody had ever explained how to make money or how to create money this way. And it was this, I mean, all I knew was I needed to go and work and trade my time for money. That That's all I knew to do was sow my time, sow my time in order to reap a harvest of money. That, that was it. 
no no one ever taught me that you can create um, passive income where that continues to produce money with or without you. Um, you know, no one ever taught me, you know, that there's something greater than, hey, here's something, well, I mean, watch this, guys. No one ever taught me that there was something actually greater than actually receiving a harvest on, say, you know, whatever. That there was something greater than that, that the greater thing um, as far as, you know, agriculturally was actually having an orchard. And, you know, you have an orchard, man, you've got something that's a whole lot bigger than just a harvest. An orchard actually continues to produce. You have to plant that tree one time, maintain that tree, water that tree, fertilize that tree. And man, that tree will continue to produce. You do the work one time, you kind of do some maintenance on it. And guess what? It continues to produce fruit for you. Well, no one ever taught me this concept. No one ever said, hey, let me show you how to make money this way. But Robert Kiyosaki, praise God for him. I bless him. I hope he's a Christian. He taught, he opened my eyes up. I, I just had never seen, I'd never saw this before. Well, let me get a quick swig of coffee. Hang on, guys. So then fast forward, I start learning about the different ways of creating passive income. I still had a job. I still was, you know, working for someone else at the time. But I I was studying, I was looking, I was starting to put myself out there. I remember, you know, Amy and I we did this whole no money down technique type thing with homes and we almost had a uh two homes under contract. We actually did have them uh under contract and I backed out of those homes uh because 9/11 happened. And I just got cold feet. I had a renter in place. I had all that uh, squared away, but I just got cold feet. Well, lo and behold, you know, along the way, uh, a gentleman came into my life and introduced me to, you know, this concept of, you know, um, you know, actually, I, he didn't introduce me. Robert Kiyosaki, go back to that again. He introduced me to this concept uh, called network marketing. And so I said, well, man, okay, this real estate thing didn't work out. Um, I didn't have money to invest in any kind of stocks or anything like that or any, or even real estate for that matter. But maybe this, and I didn't have enough money even for a franchise. So, you know, the other option is to look at a network marketing company. And I had my reservations. I had my hangups. I had my doubts. I had my skepticisms about this type of industry, but you know, I, what I didn't know is what I didn't know. And come to find out it was legit. It was a real industry. Yes. It had some, you know, some, some hangups and people that had done some things inappropriately. Every industry has that. It doesn't matter. But for whatever reason, people have had a bad taste. Well, neither needless to say, I got involved with that. It was a amazing thing. Still is an amazing thing. I still have my business today. And quite honestly, being around that group of people and being around that kind of thought process helped me tremendously. Well, flash forward to 2000, uh, late 2007, early 2008, the Holy Spirit kind of gets a hold of me. He says, hey, Tyler, I want you to step back. You know, hey, I need you to 
remember who's your source. And I went down this whole entire pathway of really starting to learn about and come to really understand in a much deeper sense about sowing and reaping, about uh, seed time and harvest, about uh, how I'm you know, how I'm I'm blessed beyond measure. I mean, I was again at that time, you know, from when I got out of college in 2000 to all the way basically all up to 2008. You know, I was work, work, work. I had to outwork the problem. I had to work no matter what it was. I was going to work, work, work in order to create, in order to succeed financially. Well, I quickly realized when God started to do some things with me and teach me some things, quickly realized that that's not the way it should be. That's not how God's kingdom operates. I mean, I started learning about the laws of the kingdom. I started to learn that, that the kingdom is supreme over everything. And I'm actually in that kingdom. I'm actually an ambassador of that kingdom. I'm actually supplied by that kingdom. And because I'm supplied by that kingdom, I, I don't have to, you know, things in this world don't influence me or don't need to try to influence me. Things in this world don't try, need to try to, you know, cause me to be stressed out. And so here I was, there I am. I, I, I was in 2008. I began learning this. I began learning about taking a Sabbath day of rest and really kind of coming to an understanding of that and what that means. I also uh, begin the process of, of really understanding how to uh, rest in the Lord and what that meant to rest in the Lord. Uh, because it says in the New Testament, the only time you're really supposed to be working is to enter into his rest. And that's a whole other you know, podcast right there. Well, flash forward. So in 2019, you know, so I, so I, so between 2008 and 2019, I'm just learning. I mean, I'm, I'm absorbing, I'm learning. Um, I'm trying to get a deeper understanding of what, um, you know, the kingdom is all about and how to apply the kingdom in the marketplace. I had a corporate job at the time. You know, I was, I was, and at the same time, being a father, being a husband, uh, being a, a spiritual leader, just, again, all these things that God had uh, started to do inside of me. Well, then lo and behold, I mean, and I had this dream. That's the other thing I, I need to mention, guys. I had this dream of becoming financially independent, of becoming, you know, where the money was not uh, tied down to me. And I had a huge Right around that 2008, all the way leading up to, you know, 2000, really 2008 was kind of where this, this kind of, whoa, holy cow, I didn't know this, was this, I mean, this one whole statement right here that just really rocked me and how I really kind of became financially independent. And not, not in the sense of how the world defines financial independence, but how the Bible, how I became financially independent you know, God's way. And the question was posed 
Um, I'm sitting there listening to uh, a minister of the gospel, and he's sitting there sharing. Well, as he's sitting there sharing, he asks this question to the audience. He basically could have been just talking to me, but he says, hey, let me ask you something. You know, did, did you have to work for your salvation? And obviously the answer is no. I just had to receive my salvation. I said, okay, good. He said, did you have to work for your healing? No, I didn't have to work for my healing. I just had to receive my healing. Just believe by faith. Call it done. Okay, well, how about your deliverance? You know, when you needed deliverance, did you have to uh, work for your deliverance? No, I just uh, found scripture, believed and received uh, my deliverance. And then he said this right here, which this is where <laughs> the dam basically began to break. He says, then why do you feel like you have to work for your money? Man, when that, when that gentleman said that to me, guys, wow. My, my little apple cart got turned upside down. It got, I mean, I, I was just, it was just, holy cow. I couldn't believe. That no one, I'd never heard that before. I never knew that, or I'd never um, was led to even know about anything like that. And you know, here I was, just this this kid, or at that time this kid that just was, you know, just was like, holy cow! I mean, that is that is a hundred percent the truth. That I don't have to work. For my money. I just have to receive what God's already done and God's the one that's going to sign my paycheck. So here, there I was. I mean, that, that was in 2000, 2008. I mean, again, I had to, you know, take that statement and go bind in the word what that meant and how that, how that could apply to me on a day-to-day -day basis. I just couldn't sit there and go, oh man, that was a powerful statement. Let me write that down. That's a good nugget right there. No, man, I had to unpack that thing. I had to dig down deep into that thing. Well, flash forward now. Here I am, um, 2019, August of 2019. You know, I, I had just wrapped up an appointment with a, you know, probably one of the best appointments I'd had, you know, almost in my entire life as a sale, outside sales rep. And here I was coming back and, you know, lo and behold, um, I get a phone call from, from my manager and she let me know, um, that they no longer needed my service anymore, that they were letting me go. And I had about a, a four and a half, five hour, uh, drive back from where I was at and I had a long time to think about what, what was said to me. You know, here I was um, making, you know, um, a little over six figures at my job. I mean, not much over six figures, just a little bit over six figures. Making a little over six figures. And, you know, I'm, I'm the sole provider, sole breadwinner, you know, in my family. My wife doesn't work. And it's like, okay, this... This is going to be interesting. But then I, you know, 
do, I, I don't freak out. I, you know, just, I just began to meditate on scripture. The, the Holy Spirit's going to lead me like he always has. Again, I already knew that he signed my paychecks. I already knew that God was my source for everything, that the blessing of the Lord had made me rich and he had no sorrow with it. I knew these things. I'd already gotten all this stuff down in my, in my heart. So I wasn't freaking out. I was not freaking out. And through not trying to get into the details, but I remember a couple days later after I'd been let go, I remember standing in my shower and I just remember I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, and I've got uh, a diver's pad in there just so I can capture any kind of thought that comes in. I can write it down. So I, I wrote down what I sensed the Holy Spirit saying to me that you, that I was done, that I was done with corporate America. That I was, I was, the way I look at it now, which is now almost two and a half years uh, later, uh, almost actually three years, I should say, three years later, that the Lord was telling me I was free from corporate America. The thing I'd been wanting to get away from, or the thing that, you know, I'd, I'd been wanting to do for so long, the Lord told me that I was, I was done and that I didn't need to go back. And so that led me down this whole entire journey of, Okay, well, if I'm not going back to corporate America to get a job, and trust me, I had plenty of job opportunities to get offered to me. Let me get another quick swig of water or uh, coffee. Hang on. Here I am trying to figure out, well, okay, um, what am I going to do? I know I need to put my hand towards something, Lord. <laughs> I'm not just going to sit around and, you know, you know, money's not going to just, money just doesn't fall out of the sky. There's no money in heaven. So I know that, that, you know, God's got a plan with it all. I just have got to be patient enough. And God, through his grace and his mercy, had created for me a way. So guys, here's the thing. God created a way to give me a runway. So just because of uh, several bonuses that Amy and I had, uh, that I had gotten in my sales job, also uh, a little bit of a severance package that... Um, the company that was letting me go was gracious enough to give me and also just some, uh, you know, other monies that I'd set aside not to touch or anything like that, but just were just kind of sitting in a CD, you know, drawing, you know, whatever it was, uh, two, you know, one and a half, two percent of interest on that. I'm like, all right, Lord, uh, I can stay behind the cloud. And then COVID hit in March of 2020. And then flash forward, um, you know, I start to, uh, towards the end of that, actually in, um, what was it, the end of uh, April, beginning of April, middle of April, somewhere in there, April, May, May, it might have been in May, I start to uh, take some money and do a little bit of stuff in the stock market, which I'd never done. And I, I even actually... Used to always say that you know, stock market was so confusing or so that I never knew anything about it. And I, I remember saying that, but the Holy Spirit kind of led me to say, "No, I want you to do some things with the stock market." Okay, so I started doing that. Then all of a sudden, uh, another mentor—I mean, a mentor of mine—said, "Hey, you know, I know you've set aside a good bit of money. You know, how about looking at um, looking at uh, doing some options?" And I, you know, can kind of teach you uh, a little bit about that. And so I started doing some options trading. 
And, and then uh, just through a series of events that happened with my father, unfortunately, my dad passing away and, and, and me going actually to the Biltmore house at the same time and then me contacting a gentleman uh, that I felt led of the Holy Spirit to contact led me into what the concept now is called infinite banking and where that I had no idea again about any of these things. Do I have everything figured out? No, but the Lord has been leading me. The Lord has been, you know, doing all these things, guys. And I guess where the, how I want to wrap this podcast up, okay? You know, I, I, I kind of, I, I believe that majority of people, you ask them, they would love to be financially independent, Okay. Well, I feel like the very first place that you've got to learn or become a, gain understanding about being financially independent is actually where the God is your complete source. Not your job, not any of those things right there. You've got to get an understanding and get what I just said is that, you know, if you received your salvation for free, you didn't have to work for it, then why do you have to work for money? Okay. So that, that's the first step. The next thing is what most people probably say is, man, I, you know, I, you don't have to wait till you're, you know, 60, 70 years old to, to be able to live the life you want to live. You know, that, I was sitting down talking to one gentleman that was just like, you know, hey, I'm, you know, putting money away into a certain uh, investment vehicle that I can actually uh, tap into, you know, later in life and, you know, kind of me and my wife can kind of go and live how we want to live. And I'm like, and in my mind, I'm going, why don't you do that right now? Why don't you live how God intended you to live instead of chasing the almighty dollar bill and trying to, you know, get the next deal. And that was just what was going in my brain. I didn't say that to him, but I believe that there are people out there that want that. And you know what? God's got a way to be able to do that. First, you've got to make him your source. Secondly, you've got to start to have an open mind and start to learn and start to come to understand and start to read books. You have to have a learning mentality, a, okay, what else is out there, opportunistic mentality, and getting prepared for these types of things that are out there. And God will start bringing them your way. You've, all, you've got to... Take yourself, I wrote this down in my uh, notebook um, this morning, that I just remember a phrase that, you know, <clears throat> God will always meet you at your belief level. Or a better way to put it is, um, you know, at whatever your level of belief, God will meet you there, right there. So if you don't believe that, you know, you're, uh, if you don't believe God for big things, then you're probably not going to do big things because God's just not going to meet you there because you, you you don't believe. I mean, the whole essence of, I mean, I just got done reading um, <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 11 in my in my quiet time uh, a couple days ago. And it said, you know, all it is is, and they did these things because, you know, uh, because of their faith. Faith did this. Or, you know, they believed, you know, faith was this right here. Um, my recommendation, the whole financial journey, the whole thing that I wanted to get out to you guys today was God wants to prosper you. 
God does not, you're, you are his child. I want my children to prosper. I want my children to be in health. And if I want that, how much do you feel like that God, the creator of this universe, the one that wants to live inside of you, how much do you think he wants you to do? How much greater? I mean, I, I, I'm nowhere, I'm not even, I, I can barely compare to what our Heavenly Father wants. But here it is that he wants for that for you. He wants you to, I mean, nobody ever told me growing up until I got, you know, into college that in Deuteronomy chapter 8, it says, the Lord has given you power to go get wealth so that his covenant may be established on the earth. It, he says that. It's just Bible. And why, why sit there and try to work a job the rest of your life that you don't really like or that you, you feel kind of trapped or whatever? And I'm not sitting there saying, leave your job. I didn't leave my job. I'm saying, make God your source and then get open mind and start studying, start, you know, learning about things. I mean, I'm learning about some things right now that I felt the Holy Spirit drop in my heart a couple uh, weeks ago. We'll see how they unfold, but I'm learning about that right now. And I'm, I'm just preparing myself. I'm preparing myself of when that opportunity arises, I'm ready. You know, it's, it's, I remember a gentleman saying this. It says, whenever opportunity and preparedness meet, man, success really shines. And, you know, gang, I, I want you to thrive. God has got, I want you to maximize your God-given potential here on this earth. That's what God wants. God wants you to maximize that. And the only way you can is, number one, you've got to make him your source, your complete source, 100%. He signs your paychecks. It doesn't matter who, where it comes from. He's the one that's your source. Secondly, You've got to start having an open mind. You have to start looking for opportunities. Yep, is every opportunity you uncover is going to be the one? Probably not. But you know what? You can start to look for opportunities. Okay? So, kingdom success. Know that you're blessed. You're highly favored. You're empowered to prosper. You walk in divine health. The spirit of breakthroughs upon you guys. And gang, we'll catch you on the other side.